says the word was made flesh the word of God is much more than mere communication through language the word is personal the word is interactive and the word is alive amen we not only have the Bible or the word of God but we have the word made flesh that now lives in us by the Holy Ghost amen we're not just like everybody else because we have a certain word in an uncertain world do you know what is worse than not having information? Having misinformation, but believing it to be true and rearranging your life because of it spiritually, emotionally, and so on. Yeah, I know not having the information is bad, but some I'm just going to be honest with you. You, you don't realize, but there's a lot of propaganda going on. You need to sometimes tune out, amen, all the propaganda. You need to turn off the media. You need to get into the Word. You need to have a, have a little talk with Jesus, amen. That's what's going to make everything all right. Well, I can tell you something that's for sure. I can tell you something that's for certain. The Word of God. We have a certain Word. Amen. In an uncertain world. That's why we've got to spend time with God. We've got to spend time with His Word. We've got to communicate with Him. Amen. We need to lock into a certain Word. Because there's so much uncertainty going on around us right now. But outside of God, everything is uncertain. Outside of God, everything is unsure. But within Him, amen, we have everything that we need. The Scripture says in Him we live and we move and we have our being. Everything that we need is bound up in the certain word. You've got a certain word in an uncertain world. You know what? You need to tune out all the noise because no matter what happens today, tomorrow, or the next day, God has allowed it. He's not surprised. Levi, he is not surprised. Isaac, he is not surprised. God knows what's about to happen. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen the next day. He, he is not surprised by anything. Amen. And he can turn things around with just one word because the scripture says that he has all authority. Jesus said all power in heaven and earth have been given unto me. Come on somebody, we've got a certain word and Jesus can just speak the word. It doesn't matter what sickness is. It doesn't matter what diseases. Come on somebody, we've got a certain word and we know God is in control. This man says, hey, uh, if you'll just speak the word. I understand how authority works. I understand how this, this, this should go. And, and you have control over everything. So he said, you don't even have to come in person. He said, you just have to speak a word. Why? Because of the authority in the word. I wonder if, if we could get a hold of this today. This, this, this guy from outside of Israel, he said, I don't even need you to come into my house. I just need you to speak the word. And here we have a word. We have a word. We, we have a word. Amen. This word, if I'm having trouble in my marriage, I've got a word. If, I, if I've got sickness in my body, I've got a word. If I've got financial struggle, I've got a word. If I've got an addiction, I've got a word. Come on, somebody. If I'm having trouble all around me and there's trouble all beside me, amen, I've got a word. And if you'll just speak the word, I know how this works, Jesus. I know how it works. All you have to do is speak a word. And then I've got a certain word. In my uncertainty, I've got a certain word. And fear is your faith in the enemy. I know you've heard that before, but fear is your faith in the enemy. And what you need to do if you've got fear that's running your life right now is you need to get a hold of that certain word. Amen. Hey, amen. Just, just one word from him. 
And you can take God at His Word. The principles of God's Word can come alive in your life.
just believe that God's going to fill him with his spirit and we're thankful for this decision that Miles has made today. Lord Jesus, we thank you God for Miles and for this decision to be baptized in your name. We thank you God for what you're doing in his heart and his life. God, we pray that you would fill him with your spirit and that you would continue the work that you have begun in him as he seeks to get closer to you and to know more about you. We pray God that your will would be accomplished in his life and God, we will give you all the glory and the praise for all these things in Jesus name. Amen. All right, you ready? All right, we've already talked about this, but you believe that Jesus died, and he was buried, and he rose again? All right, and you believe that he's going to fill you with his spirit too, right? All right. Well then, Miles, upon the confession of your faith in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, we're baptizing you in the name of the one who died for you, and he's promised that he is going to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Are you ready? All right, here we go. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. Oh 
Welcome. We are so glad to have you with us on Pentecost Sunday. I'm Pastor AJ Dummett, and I am so glad that you're here with us. I want to just encourage you uh, to join in today and be a part of what God is doing. And uh, we are going to hear from God, and God is going to do some amazing things in this next few moments that we have together. There's an old story about a man in China who was walking on a rain slick road, and he lost his footing and he fell into a ditch. And uh, this ditch was filled with mud and he kept sinking deeper and deeper in the mud. But the more he struggled to get out of the ditch, the more he sank into the ditch. And as he was sinking into the mud, Buddha came by and Buddha looked at him and he said, my, what a predicament you are in. Here is a paper that tells you 10 ways to get out of ditches. The man started reading and he tried all 10 ways to get out of the ditch only to discover that the harder he tried, the deeper he sank. And then Confucius came along and looked at him and he said, you're in a terrible condition, but I have good news for you. If you'll take just take five steps toward me, I'll take five steps down to meet you and then we'll, then we'll walk out of the ditch. But the man said, I couldn't even take five steps. The more I struggled, the deeper I sank in the mud. And then Jesus came by and he looked at him and he took off his crown and his royal robes and he got down in the ditch with him and he pushed him until his feet were on solid ground once again. The old song says, from sinking sand he lifted me, with tender hands he lifted me, from shades of night to plains of light, oh praise his name, he lifted me. That's what love means. It means that Jesus Christ has lifted us up out of the muck and out of the mire of sin, and he has put our feet on solid ground. I want to bring you hope today, hope for the best life that you could possibly live. To not seek after God means to give up on the best possible future for you, for you and for your family. You're so important uh, to Jesus that he died on Calvary and he gave himself over to pain and suffering. He humbled himself in order to have that relationship with you. And it's a relationship of your choosing. He's not going to force it upon you. You've got to choose it for yourself. Today, you're going to find out what separates Christianity from every other religion. You're watching and you are uh, paying attention because you want to know what the answer is. Maybe you feel stuck in the mud. Well, today is your day. Accepting the Bible as God's infallible word and embracing uh, the plan of salvation for our lives is really the only true way to eternal life. This is what separates Christianity from everybody else. Each of us must have this experience, and then we've got to share it with other people. I, I remember um, my daughter, uh, several years ago, she went to a, a school that uh, she, it was a Christian school, 
And this Christian school, she was about six years old, I think, five or six years old at the time. And she came home and she told us uh, that she had received Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior and that Jesus was now living inside of her heart. And so her mother and I had a conversation with her and we, we congratulated her and said, that's great. We're, we're happy for you. But we told her, you know, Jasmine, there's, there's more to it. And so we got into the scriptures and we showed her, you know, Jasmine, it's really important that you obey the plan of salvation, that you are repenting of your sins, that you turn your life over completely to God, that you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and that you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a language that you didn't learn. And when she was about seven, uh, she came to me one day and she, I know it, she told me that I had a dream and I know it was, you know, probably a, maybe a real dream in her mind, or maybe it was just her way of feeling me out. Uh, but it was something that troubled her. And, and so, uh, she wanted to see how I would respond to this. So I let her tell me the dream and it was kind of troubling. Uh, she told me that she had this dream and in her dream, she had not received the Holy Spirit yet, but that Jesus came back and said that she could go to heaven, even though she hadn't received the spirit. So I said, well, uh, Jasmine, is that what Jesus says in the Bible? And she said, no, that's not what she, Jesus says in the Bible. So I asked her, well, what does the Bible say? Because at this point she knew she could tell you what the Bible says. And she said, well, the Bible says that I, I must have the Holy Ghost in order to go to heaven. And so I, I told her, I said, well, the Bible also says, Jasmine, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he said something in his word, he wouldn't change it just for you. And I thought about this, and I've thought about this several times since then. I thought, what kind of a father would I be if at that moment, just to make her feel better, I said, oh, Jasmine, that's nice. You're such a good girl. You've learned so many Bible verses. And, you know, you go to church every time the doors are open. You'll probably go to heaven just like Jesus told you in your dream. What kind of a father would I be? Now, she's the one that, you know, stands behind the camera most of the time, in front of the camera every once in a while. But she's grown and, and matured into a wonderful young lady. But if I had told her when she was seven years old that she could uh, skip receiving the Holy Ghost or skip being filled with God's Spirit and still go to heaven, I would be a liar because the Bible uh, says that that's what it takes, that I've got to be filled with His Spirit and baptized in His name. I would give my daughter false hope that God's Word was not accurate and that she could slide into heaven without completely surrendering herself to God and being filled by His Spirit. In the culture and the times that we live, people are wanting to use human wisdom and reasoning to ease their own consciences and the conscience of other people around them into believing that the Bible is outdated or irrelevant to us today. So even though we believe the Bible to be a great book, Sometimes we forget that it is inspired and it is the infallible word of God. That being said, just because we love someone very much or because they're very nice, whatever, it doesn't mean that we can ignore the scripture and what the scripture has to say about humanity's only hope for eternity. So what is Pentecost and why is it so important to us today? Well, the great news is that I have the answer and I want to share it with you today. It's found in the Word of God, but not only through the Word of God can you find this answer. You can see this in the lives and the experiences of many people that assemble in our church today. 
Let's dig into this and let's find out about uh, the, the hope for humanity. We can look at this in Acts chapter 1, verses 2 through 5. It says, until the day in which he was taken up, this is Jesus, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion. Somebody say that, after his passion. By many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence, or not very long from now. And so I want you to understand this today from the scripture, the, the passion of Jesus Christ and Pentecost are inseparable. Passion of Jesus Christ, his suffering, what he went through, what he endured for you and I, and then Pentecost, those two things go hand in hand. Passion is the suffering of Christ. It's what he endured. And then we, because of his suffering, because of his passion, we have the good news of his death, burial, and resurrection. It's not just of his death and burial, but it's also that the fact that he rose from the grave. And so the gospel is the good news. And that's why we preach the gospel. And that's why we believe the gospel. And that's why we apply the gospel to our lives. It's the most important event in humanity's history. I, I know that we, we may say, well, it's not that big a deal. Uh, people have talked about it for so long. We can just kind of overlook it. Uh, you know, it, it goes without saying no. It needs to be said. It needs to be taught. It needs to be preached. It needs to be believed. And it needs to be obeyed. The application of the gospel in our lives brings salvation. A few but not many people uh, that even uh, maybe are listening today would disagree that Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection are very significant events in all of human history. The truth of the matter is that the passion of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection are the most important series of events that humans ever witnessed because without it, you and I would be hopeless. We would be confined to manufacture our own worthless goodness in order to escape judgment for sin. Pentecost is only possible because of Christ's passion. After his passion, then came Pentecost. It was after his passion. It wasn't before. It couldn't take place until his passion had been uh, fulfilled. And then came Pentecost. What followed the passion of Jesus Christ, it was the good news of the death, the burial, and the resurrection made possible because of his passion. And it is the hope of humanity. Pentecost is the hope now that we have the first application of the gospel happened on the day of Pentecost. What is Pentecost, you might ask? As Peter explained in Acts chapter 2, it's the experience that one has when they repent of their sins and they are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and God fills them with his Holy Spirit. And you might say, well, that's awesome. I'm so thankful that, uh, you know, I know what Pentecost is all about. It's, it's receiving God's Spirit. It's being baptized in his name. It's repenting of my sins. But how do I participate? How does that relate to the gospel? Well, we've got to embrace this and we've got to share it with everybody. How, how do we embrace the gospel pattern through death, through repentance? Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? 
God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Nobody can die for you. In repentance, you choose to die out to your flesh and you choose to die out to your desires and you, you quit living in sin. You decide, God, I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to be the king of my life. I want you to sit on the throne of my life and you die out to all the things that you want. And then in Romans chapter 6 and verse 3, it says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. So burial is water baptism. Uh, the burial of the passion is the, uh, 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 the water baptism of the gospel message. And in order for you to be buried, you must first be dead. That's why when we baptize somebody, we ask them, have you repented of your sins? Are you turning your life over to God? Are you forsaking the old you? We will bury you, but if and only if you are dead. <laughs> the same is true spiritually. We want to wait until you have fully repented to bury you in the waters of baptism. I, I, I would uh, shudder to think of how it would turn out if we baptized somebody in the natural that was not yet dead. And, and the same is true. Uh, your baptism doesn't really do very much unless you have already died out to self and to sin in your life. And then the resurrection is the Holy Spirit infilling Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Here's the deal. Nobody can receive the Holy Spirit for you. Nobody can receive God's Spirit for you. You personally speak in a language that you never learned. Receiving the Spirit of God changes you. And the Scripture says then you can walk in newness of life. And it is that Spirit that when Jesus returns, and if you are already dead, it will raise up your mortal body. Amen. It's that Spirit that is going to catch us away whenever it's time for us to leave this world. So what happens when we embrace the gospel pattern? We, we are understanding that it was Jesus' passion, it was his death, burial, and resurrection that enables us to then uh, have a, a obedience to the gospel. And the gospel is the good news of Jesus, the good news or the gospel. It's only effective if we apply it to our lives like we're told to do in Scripture. When we embrace the gospel and we apply it, the scripture tells us we move from darkness to light. We leave the kingdom of Satan and we enter into God's kingdom. We become the children of God and heirs of the spiritual promises. As I explained to Jasmine in our discussion, the best thing, this is the best thing. The best thing is for us to know because we have obeyed the scripture. The best thing for us, this is the best thing in the world to be able to have Jesus living on the inside of us. This is the very best thing that could happen to any one of us to receive God's power on the inside of us. There's no better life. Receiving God's spirit, receiving his power, there's no greater joy, there's no greater peace than getting closer to God. This is the most incredible journey that you will ever take. And I am so happy to report that 
Not too long after we had that discussion, just a couple of years later, uh, God filled Jasmine with the gift of the Holy Ghost. She spoke in a language that she had never learned before. And I had the privilege of baptizing her in the name of Jesus Christ. Now God is moving on her life and drawing her closer to him and doing things that maybe uh, back then we could not have even imagined. And I want to tell you today that if you've ever had a question in your mind, if you've ever wondered, is this worth it? Is this going to be good? Is, uh, I don't know if I can trust God. I don't know if this is going to work like it worked for everybody else or like it worked in Scripture. I want to promise you that the Scripture is true. God's promise is for you. It's for your children. It's to all them that are afar off. There is no better life. There's no uh, peace or joy like you can receive when you receive the Spirit of God. So after his passion came Pentecost. It could not happen before his death, burial, and resurrection. What an incredible experience that it is uh, now available to us today. What an incredible opportunity that we have to experience Pentecost. It's not a corporate experience. It's a personal experience that each and every one of us should have. You know, here's the deal. You'll know that you have received God's Spirit You'll know that you have been filled with His Spirit if while you are praising, loving, and worshiping God with your heart and with your mouth that you speak in a language you did not learn at school. This special ability is a sign, and it's to you and it's to those around you that you are receiving God's Spirit into your life and that you have totally surrendered to Him. Imagine waking up tomorrow and knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that if the world were to end on June the 1st, or if Jesus were to return on June the 1st, that you would be going to heaven for eternity. That is possible through your own personal experience on Pentecost Sunday. I know that there are lots of people touting a lot of different ways for you to be saved, but I'm referring today to the only biblical way for you to know that you have had the same experience that they had when the church began in the New Testament. I want you to know that there are people uh, that are part of our church family that we have watched. I'll never forget some of them while they received the Holy Ghost, the different things that happened and uh, watching them uh, come into uh, the, the building and, and walk down to the altar and uh, seeing them some, of them, some of them lift their hands, some of them were kneeling, some of them were sitting, some of them actually were laid out on the floor and watching God fill them with the Holy Ghost as they began to speak in a language that they had never learned. And I would tell you today that uh, when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, there will be no doubt about it. We have uh, one uh, gentleman in our church that God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He was going down the road listening to preaching on YouTube and he was driving his truck and God uh, filled him with the Holy Ghost and he pulled over to the side of the road. He said, I need to pull over. And God was filling him with the Holy Ghost. He began speaking in a language that he never learned and, and God filled him right there on the side of the road. Amen. As he was driving, I want you to know you can receive God's spirit wherever you are. You can receive it right now in your living room. You can receive it in your kitchen or your bedroom or the car, wherever you are watching right now, God can fill you with his spirit. You can have your own Pentecost Sunday today. Amen. I want you to know it changed the people's lives in this church. It has changed my family's life to see what God has done after they received the gift of the Holy Ghost because it started 
started with the passion of Jesus Christ. He died, amen, he was buried and he rose again and now we can repent, we can be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and we can have our sins washed away. Today is the day that you should act. Right now is the time when you need to repent and turn from sin and turn your life over to God. You can do this right now, wherever you are. And then if you have repented of your sin and you've died out to everything that uh, you know is not pleasing to God and what God has dealt with you and convicted you about, the next step for you is to be baptized in the exact same way that they were baptized in the New Testament. Every place you see somebody baptized, they're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then allow God to fill you with his Holy Spirit. So we are embracing the gospel. We are sharing the gospel. Amen. And if it has been a while since you told somebody about how God filled you with the Holy Ghost, maybe you were baptized in Jesus' name and you remember what it was like to come up out of the water and feel the cleansing of Jesus Christ's blood that washed over and took away all of your sins. Today is the day for you. Amen. If you haven't experienced it, experience the Pentecost that took place after his passion. Amen. And if you have received it, share it with somebody else and let them know how wonderful and how great God is. Amen. They can experience and you can experience the Pentecost after his passion. I'm so thankful for what God is doing in our life. I want to pray for you right now. And I want to believe that you are going to respond to the gospel that you have heard preached to you today. The good news of Jesus, death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, God, that you do not leave us in our sins, but you came and you died and you gave yourself completely for us. You were buried and you rose again. And God, it didn't stop there. You promised that you were going to pour out your spirit, Lord, and so they went and waited. And on the day of Pentecost, your spirit was poured out. Amen. And people were speaking in tongues and all through uh, the, the book of Acts, God, people were receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. People were being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. And they had repented, God, of their sins and asked you to forgive them and turn their life over to you. And God, they were just embracing what they knew to do. And so God, as those who are watching and listening today, as they have opportunity right now. Lord, you are calling for them. You are reaching for them. And I pray, God, that you would uh, speak to them right now, that they would reach out to you, that they would turn from their sin and turn their lives over completely to you, that they would make up their minds to be baptized in the only saving name of Jesus Christ. And God, that you would then fill them with the gift of the Holy Ghost as they praise you. Amen. God, right now, as they praise you, Lord, for what you are doing in their life, for taking away their sin and for giving them a brand new start, that you would fill them with your spirit, God, as they turn their lives over completely to you. And God, we are expecting to hear the great reports of what you're doing in their lives. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. I want to hear, amen, if God's filled you with the Holy Ghost, if you're ready to be baptized in Jesus' name, why don't you reach out to us today? Why don't you uh, send us a text or, or give us a call at 270-351-6060. Let us know. If you're ready, we can baptize you today, right here, right now, today. We'll baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ and all your sins will be washed away. We've got robes, we have towels, we have everything that you need. We are ready for you. Amen. Text us or call us 270-351-6060. We want to baptize you today if you are ready and we want to pray with you and see God fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. May God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again soon.
search the world It couldn't fill me There's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough You came along Put me back together
church family, have you filled out your eConnect card yet? If not, it's super easy. From your smartphone, text the word LOVE, L-O-V-E, to 502-200-8425. You'll get a link sent directly to your phone to the eConnect card shortly after. So go ahead, pull your phone out, and submit your eConnect card right now. There's some next steps that you need to take following today's message. If you aren't already, we would love to encourage you to read through your Bible with us in the YouVersion Bible app. Let us know if we can help you get connected. If you have questions about small groups, serving, baptism, or membership, let us know that as well through the eConnect card. Also, do you have a special prayer request that we can help you pray about? If so, put that in the space provided. We pray for those requests each week. Hey church, it's Pastor Dummett. I just want to take a moment <clears throat> talk to you about uh, something that I heard recently. I learned about a University of New Hampshire librarian that donated his entire estate to the school upon his death. Now, you might hear a uh, librarian and hear the story and you might, your first thought might be, well, how much could a librarian have even given? He probably wasn't a very rich man. Surprisingly, however, uh, this man was incredibly frugal and his donation ended up being about $4 million. Here's the real kicker though that I found was that the University of New Hampshire they generated criticism when they announced that they were going to use a million dollars of his donation to go towards their new football scoreboard. Only $100,000 of that $4 million was going to be allocated to the library that he had worked for most of his life. If you're like me, that story might bug you just a little bit because um, a lot of times this is why people don't give to charities and churches. Uh, they're afraid that their hard-earned money is going to be used unwisely. Now, while I can't promise you that every event or project that we spend money on here at the church will be a home run, I do want to ensure you that we do not believe that the money given in the offering is our money. No, this is God's money that you give. And we are just stewards. Everything that we have belongs to God. Because it's God's money, we do everything that we can to make sure that we handle it wisely. As you give today, I want to uh, just say a prayer over the money that comes in both through and to our local church. And I want to say that uh, God is trying to do something uh, to extend his kingdom through you if you'll allow him to. So allow God to bless the world through you in your giving today. And I want us to pray that God would continue to help us as a church staff to use wisdom in our spending. Um, we have recently made the decision that we are going to try to improve our online experience because we have a lot of people now that tune in online and that's their plan for the very near future. They want to uh, continue to uh, tune in online. So we want to use that as a way to reach out to people, improve our online experience so that people, when they tune in to watch and they uh, can feel the presence of God, that they have a great experience in doing that, that they'll want to share with others as well. So I would like for you to consider as you pray today, how can you bless the kingdom of God? How could you give towards that end to, to improve things? We've tried to be frugal. We've tried to uh, cut back in as many ways as we can um, through uh, the crisis that we are coming out of now. 
but we do still have uh, needs. We do still have things that we need to improve, and our online experience is one of them. We are going to uh, use the money that we have been able to save over and above our greater campaign, uh, but I would like for you to consider praying about giving. How can you bless the kingdom of God? How can you bless the world through letting the money that God has uh, allowed to come into your hands? How can you use that to bless the world through the kingdom of God right here at your local church? So. Let's pray, and then I'm going to give you a couple quick ways that you can give. Lord Jesus, thank you for the ability that you have given us to give, to be a blessing to those around us. And I pray, God, that you would continue to use the funds that come into our church to bless the world. God, we have seen this church give sacrificially and be blessed so many times over. And God, we're asking right now that you would do it again. And God, we will give you the praise and glory for all these things as you bless those who are givers today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. There's a couple quick ways that you can give. You can give through uh, online or on our church app. You can give by texting 502-200-8425. And you can text give. Uh, You'll get the direct link to give. You can also just text an amount like uh, $50 to the number 84321. When you do that, you'll be sent back a link and you can then sign up for text to give. Those are the easy ways that you can give. You can uh, without... Uh, anybody contacting you or, or coming into contact with anybody, you can drop your uh, envelope or your offering into the uh, bowls as you leave today, the offering, and uh, you're able to do that. Or you can take an envelope with you and you can mail it back. Uh, whatever is most convenient for you. We're trying to do this as contactless as possible and uh, sanitary as possible, uh, but it's just very easy to give right there from your phone. And you can do that right now before you leave today. We encourage you to do that. And we want to just pray God's blessing upon you. Thank you so much for being faithful to God in your giving. Hello, my name is Joe from the Crossroads. I just wanted to go ahead and say that God is really good. He's really great. Uh, You know, if we're faithful to him, he's faithful to us. Uh, You know, since the start of our stewardship campaign, uh, money has been kind of a tight situation. But I found out personally that if you're faithful to God, he'll be faithful to you. And since we started, I've received about a 20% increase in money uh, over my finances. And it's just something that I never really expected. But God's taking care of me because I've been faithful in the small stuff. When it was hard, when it was rough, uh, he made a way when there was no way. And I just recently had a conversation with my boss and he even talked about putting me in my own van because I do HVAC work. Uh, So there's a potential to make even more money pretty soon. And it's something that I know God has always had his hands with because I couldn't do it on my own. There's no way I can do it. But because of him, he's been faithful and you just got to be faithful to him as well. Amen. God bless you. Don't forget to join us this Wednesday night. We have a brand new series called Mindset, and we hope that you will be a part of that. God is uh, going to help us. So many people right now are dealing with all kinds of uh, stuff that's plaguing their minds and working against them, and, and, and the devil is very sneaky. Uh, he works in, in ways sometimes that we don't even realize, and so we're going to expose how the devil tries to attack our mind and how our mind is uh, uh, under attack constantly 
constantly in the day and age that we live in, how we can deal with it and how we can move forward. So don't miss uh, this Wednesday. We will have our mindset series. You will want to be a part of it. Amen. It's going to be an awesome time. We look forward to seeing you then. May God bless you.